0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Getting Hammered. I am your host, Mary Catherine Ham. I'm here with my co-host, Vic Mattis of The Free Beacon, to whom I turned in my piece at long last, and he edited it, and it went up at The Free Beacons. So you can check that out.
1: Did I give a proper shout out on the last show, or was it because I... No, I it was already scheduled when we did the show. I think, I think we got I it, I think yeah. I just forgot to mention that Mary Catherine has a wonderful book review in my weekend beacon section on uh, The Canceling of the American Mind by Greg Lukianoff and his co-author. Um, Ricky Schlott. Ricky Schlott, that's right. Uh, and so check that out in the, uh, the Books and Arts or the Arts Culture section at FreeBeacon.com uh, along with Andrew Styles on Oath and Honor, which either you're going to love or hate.
0: <laughs> we have a lot going on in yeah. the news today, including some risque stuff. So watch out if you're listening with the kiddos. Yes. And we will get to that. But before we do, how's it going, Vic?
1: Hello, Mary Catherine. Uh, I'm a little uh, it's, it's, I'm a little tense and nervous, not just because of my sciatica, which, by the way, is on the mend, so I'm feeling much better. Look at you. No, it's because of what was reported in local Arlington News and then got picked up in the New York Post. Uh-oh. So this happened a few days ago. R- get ready. Because it's kind of a scary So Besides the content warning, this is a little scary for Christmas, which is there was a home in our neighborhood, not far from where we are. Okay. The doorbell rings. The wife comes to the door. She looks out the window. And there's a, a, a person, a man in a gingerbread costume, just standing there. So you don't actually see the, the man's face. It's not like Gumby. It's, you know, like Eddie Murphy's Gumby, I should say. <laughs> it's, it's, it's an actual costume, you know, eyes and the whole thing. And it's huge. It's a huge foam thing. It's not saying anything. Much like the the, the, shock that nar- the shark that knocks at the door mm-hmm. on Saturday Night Live. And so she's like, who is it? What do you want? Nothing. And then the figure just starts trying to open the door. No, sir. Yeah. Nope. Nope. Exactly. And then they didn't know what to do and just stood there. So then she called the police, but they decided not to call 911 because they considered it more bizarre than getting you know, like nervous or scared or feeling threatened. I would have called 911. if
0: someone's trying to enter your yeah. home, like literally, you call 911. Trying to
1: turn the door. So then they called 911. After the non- you go
0: upstairs and get your firearm.
1: Yes. And, and shoot that gingerbread on your property. I'd like to point that out. So. They called a non-emergency number and tried to describe what was going on. And then by then, he uh, he had left. He was later spotted at another location. A lot of outdoor houses now have the the ring. Yeah. So you can see. And you see the figure going in there. And it's creepy. And also trying to open the door. And there was nobody at the house. A witness came by and said, can I help you? And the gingerbread man uh, said something like, oh, I was just looking for a friend. And then disappeared. And he has yet to be caught. So uh, I don't
0: like it. I don't like it. Be one on
1: bit. the lookout. If you're in the Arlington area, folks, be on the lookout for The Gingerbread Man.
0: Okay, uh, a couple things. Which
1: is a new movie by New Line Cinema.
0: A couple things I don't like about this. Yes. You know, I believe in, you know, the right to defend your property and that somebody shouldn't just be like trying to come into it. So all that like attempt at breaking in mm-hmm. and ring. Don't like it. Don't like it one bit. The other thing I don't like, though. Culturally, this person is going to turn gingerbread men into clowns. Oh, right. The like it's nightmares. going to be oh, that's an excellent a point. thing that was once wholesome Yeah. is going to become
1: yeah. sinister. Yeah, suddenly, it's, And I it's, don't it's, care for uh, it. Yeah, it's Pennywise.
0: I don't care for gingerbread in general, but I'm not mad at gingerbread. And it's cute when you dress it up in the little clothes. This is not cute.
1: No. I don't it's like it. it's pretty scary and I don't know it's what's so going to happen. We'll keep you we'll keep you updated on getting getting Hammond investigates. I'm just going to go around looking for the gingerbread man now.
0: And of course they don't know where he is cuz you can't catch me. I'm the gingerbread man. Yes.
1: I got so confused, Mary Kath, and I was thinking that, the, that was the muffin man, but no, it's the gingerbread it said, man. didn't believe
0: it's the gingerbread man. Maybe that he did that intentional. Gingerbread man comes to my house. He's going to get burnt.
1: <laughs> Toast. <laughs> okay. Well done. well done. Well done. Well played, man uh mary Catherine, how are you 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 you're you're back to your old Uh, stuff it was good to see you over the weekend you seem fine
0: i don't know if i'm all the way back look as i was as i say every christmas season for people like us Vic, the extroverts you know we put in a lot of work during the christmas season and i'm glad we now live in a time where you don't have to stay home for every tiny tiny sniffle you have because i'm not
1: (laughs) never was oh sorry
0: (laughs) i'm not Within reason. I'm not yeah. going out with a fever, guys. Don't worry. But, but you know, even if I'm under the weather, mm-hmm. I'm called upon to be at these parties.
1: Yeah. No. I got to bring that no, sparkle. Your your the, your sociability and your extrovertedness, as you yes. we were saying before the show, compels you-
0: Got to be out go there. There, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Got to be as, out there in the world. As
1: you know, I'm the same way. Yes. And I, I as I confess to you, this was mm. more than 20 years ago, I think, about 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 30 years ago, that I went to a college party and I had pink eye, but I lost. About the pink
0: eye, it's it's just irritation. It's my contact lens. Highly contagious. Yeah, it um, turns out. No, so we've been pushing ourselves, Vic. You know, and this is the price I pay: is that <laughs> okay. I have this little sore throat because I'm out there having fun when yeah. I sh- probably should that's be. It, but you're drinking your watching tea Watching Netflix.
1: You're you're doing yes, that's right.
0: So I've been I've been out there putting in my performances. You know, that's good. And and here I am today again. We do have a little bit of an under the weather house,
1: and the whole like are you entering into this or are you beginning to exit and out we're of it? hoping
0: we're recovering for another couple of days but, and then we'll go on our Christmas trip back home yeah. and everyone will be in a better place yeah. that's what we're yeah. hoping
1: can everybody stay healthy until the 25th and then after yeah. that
0: things you know. things took a turn south right after Christmas break began but it's been a couple of days and people are coming back up I, th- I think the kids are going to be yeah. okay yeah that's right <laughs> we shall see also programming note in addition to the review I wrote for The Free Biggin. I'm on The Ruthless Podcast this oh. week. So check it out. And I told them on The Ruthless Podcast that Vic's going to be like, what am I, chopped liver? Because I made for The Ruthless Podcast an entire advent calendar.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: Full of excuses not to cover the story. Media, oh my media gosh. Media excuses not to cover the story that we were about to when talk you about.
1: Do, when you do Ruthless, it's full on arts and crafts.
0: Well, so I set myself up because last year... I did a Christmas season episode of Ruthless, Uh and I brought a Christmas present. Everyone who goes on the show brings a present. It's usually liquor, but I don't really have that much to offer in that area. I didn't have anything around. I hadn't gone shopping. But I do have arts and crafts. And last year, I brought them a brooch, which was sort of an inside joke that they'd told on the show. And this year, I had to outdo myself. So I had to make a full Advent calendar with 25 excuses not to cover the Senate hearing room sex game. Oh, hey,
1: because... You can come up with at least twenty-five, and that really leads us to this.
0: Well, Republicans pounce thing. makes like six of them, you know. Yeah, that's right. So, with a little content warning, we can we can. God, everything you say about this story sounds like double entendre. Like you can't. You
1: should have seen. So you know, our well, we do a free Beacon Men of the Year, and mm-hmm. uh, they're coming up once that Christmas begins. I believe it starts on the twenty-fifth. And runs to the January second at freebeacon.com, and it's a collection of all the greatest men of the year. And some okay. of them are serious. We always talk about the troops or IDF right. and things like that. And then, and then some of them are not so serious. And there's one on this particular person, Aidan uh, mm-hmm.
0: uh
1: that may or may not have been me.
0: Let's let's find out what he's been up to, yes. shall we? And everything I click on this, I have to be careful because I don't know what pictures are going to be there.
1: You can unsee them. But I guess but you this can is, try to explain, or if you want, okay. I can try so this to explain. is from the Daily Caller. Okay.
0: Again, content warning: leaked amateur pornography shows a congressional staffer having, you know, mm. sex with an wow, unknown you say man. That so fast. I know. In the Senate hearing room, video obtained by the Daily Caller shows the alleged staffer. Can also be seen in a photo, naked on all fours, looking back at the camera on the table where senators often sit, to ask questions during a hearing this is framed uh, a little differently by time magazine oh come on see if you can detect the the spin on this capitol hill was rocked over the weekend by the circulation of an explicit video of two men apparently having sex in a congressional hearing room the eight second porno- pornographic click first posted friday evening by right-wing media website the daily caller was reportedly leaked from a private group chat for gay men in politics the report Which did not name the participants and blurred a face that appeared in the video claimed it was a congressional staffer in the sex tape and identified the setting as Room Two Sixteen in the Hart Senate Office Building. Strangely absent any like concerns about the hallowed halls of Congress. Wait a minute! Wasn't this posted? I thought this was posted on social media though. He did some other questionable things on social media, Uh. but this was actually a well. It's not a private video once you send it to people in a chat, but it was meant for that chat. And by the way, can I just say? If it wasn't happening at his place of work that is taxpayer funded, I would say you shouldn't leak that video from the chat because that is the wrong thing to do. However, once you are in your workplace, you have made that a story. Wow. Okay. So yeah. the staffer in question, whose name is Aiden Mace Swarovski. Swarovski, yeah. Um, he's a legislative aide for uh, Senator Ben Cardin, Democrat from Maryland. Uh, in a statement uh, to Politico on Friday night, Cardin's office said Aiden Mace Swarovski is no longer employed by the U.S. Senate. Mm-hmm. We will have no further comment on this personnel matter. But May Swarovski had comment.
1: Oh, yes, he did.
0: His LinkedIn proffers this. It's just my, this is amazing. Yeah. You couldn't write him better. No, no. This has been a difficult time for me as I have been attacked for who I love to pursue a political agenda. While some of my actions in the past have shown poor judgment, I love my job and would never disrespect my workplace. I would really like to see what disrespect looks like. (laughs) Just kidding. I don't. Any attempts to characterize my actions otherwise are fabricated and I will be exploring what legal options are available to me in these matters. There you go. That's the story. I,
1: I have so many unfortunate thoughts.
0: I know uh, you can't do this without puns, by the way. No, so just... but
1: but I'll do my best. I, I, I'll do my best. We should have
0: done a gene with... review of this video. Oh,
1: you no, know, that's copyrighted. Sorry. Yeah, he. You know, senators work very hard, obviously, to get things done. But the staffers they work around the clock, and and he was particularly getting slammed at work. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's in the it's in the committee rooms where they really try to hammer out the legislation. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, they're just you know backdoor amendments and right, all. Right, oh, okay. So right. uh, in, 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 in in any event, hello, Jennifer. I had so many more, by the way, you would oh, not like believe. Night... No, let me tell it's you like that. like a late night show yes, over no, that... here. He's just writing that, joke after that, joke after that, joke after that, joke. After you, joke. Know, you don't expect him to cling, click on that link and see the video it was a real eye-opener. Okay, so in any event, it's funny how this all started mm-hmm. because as we know now, May Masarovsky is also the Capitol Hill staffer who had approached the republican congressman from ohio max miller and said free palestine yes so there was this search already right yes. that was happening for who said it and trying to identify him and then once that had been established then it was like wait a minute this guy is also somebody who did this mm-hmm. so he wasn't necessarily going to get canned so to speak for for doing the saying free palestine but he, Although I would argue he should have been. Yeah, I mean you can make the argument. Staffers so, are
0: out of control. And, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: accosting a Jewish congressman yeah. and saying now this in this a to girl's gone face. wild kind of way. Right. Yeah. No. And uh, and it's funny because uh, again, you know, uh, if he really feels that way, had he done this in Gaza, you know,
0: Hamas, I, of course. Hamas
1: would have torn him apart, not in a good way. <sighs> okay. Sorry. Hi. So anyway, my point is, my point is, this is this is a very like, I don't have to go around this conversation here. The he gets caught for this other thing, and I guess it was the spectator first that brought it up. and right. then of course, uh, someone
0: leaked the video then.
1: yes, and then and then to daily caller and they and 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 Henry Rogers, my my fellow Palm patron. So I have a question for you.
0: Okay. I'm bracing.
1: and as you said, this is a commit this is like where Sotomayor had her confirmation mm-hmm, here. Mm-hmm. and lots of famous things happen.
0: apparently Amy Klobuchar's chair. yes,
1: yes, sorry that's Senator that's the Klobuchar. rumor. That's the rumor. After after January sixth, twenty twenty one, wasn't there supposed to be all this security on Capitol Hill to prevent sort of these various <laughs> violations?
0: One would think. Yeah, I guess they could argue this is not a violation.
1: No, I mean, okay, if
0: no, I do wonder. So, are there, aren't there
1: cameras everywhere?
0: Well, yes, I'm sure. I am not there are cameras too many places uh, in yeah, this case, yeah. but I'm sure that there is video or record of the person who was brought into this room. I would wonder. I I don't know how confirmed it is. That person has been named, so I'm not going to get into that. But I would like to know
1: unless he like snuck in. Well, I'd like to know whether this person
0: had a security screening. That's part of the deal. (laughs) Good one. Thank you. (laughs) See how see how well I'm doing with Raymond? Because I'm just I'm just just letting Vic out. She's
1: putting up with so much right now. I'm sorry. (sighs) Uh, No, but that's but that's right. Um, And
0: I seem to remember parading about the Capitol being. Something of a oh, yeah. an offense, a criminal offense even. So I'm sure we could come up with something here, by the way. Capitol Police have told media they are investigating what took place in the hearing room. Attorney Jonathan Turley, a Fox News legal analyst and George Washington University law professor, speculated on his personal blog that potential criminal charges could include trespass, indecent exposure, or misuse of public property. Surely one of those could apply. Yeah. Sure.
1: Uh, like, the, you know, the, the, the QAnon, the famous QAnon shaman? right yeah he got like 41 months yeah he he was let out but he was or he got transferred this is pretty I mean obviously it was not in the floor of the Senate this did not happen on the in the the well
0: well you know
1: (laughs) but still it's kind of bad so how is this playing out in the media
0: oh well that's the thing is if you are a Democrat and you have a sex scandal they just kind of move right along right so so Cardin's Cardin's office says He's fired, and of story won't yeah. be commenting on that anymore. And the press is like, "Awesome, okay. we're going home for Christmas." Yeah, like they won't be stalking all the other members of the party to say, "What do you think of this?"
1: Right. Right? Yeah, waiting. Yeah, Manu Raj is not waiting outside the hall now. grant. is coming. What do you think about
0: this thing? that Granted, happened? for instance, yeah. let's take the Lauren Boebert story, national oh. news story. Now she is an actual elected Member. official, right? Yeah. She also was not in a hearing room. No, so this escalates this She's guy's offense. She was at Beetlejuice. Right. And it is something that happened on the grounds. Therefore, it might be arguably more likely something that representatives should comment on. And mm-hmm. yet, it's Christmas time. They're just going to like, just yeah. let on pass this one.
1: Do you think in a couple months from now, Politico will do the profile of well, Aiden and say? He was-
0: that's in the advent calendar, in fact. Uh, <laughs> he had his Senate room hearing sex life revealed yes. then he lost his job now he's speaking out
1: that's it it writes itself aiden it and really aiden in writes... the crisis of digital privacy it really writes itself so what what they're saying right now in the mainstream is this is a case closed it's over yeah this it's like oh this happened.
0: happened the the right-wing media wrote about it a lot yeah. they made some jokes mm-hmm. let's end. move on <laughs>
1: do you think they're gonna make any jokes on late night i wonder if They have.
0: you know they have to well i will say the interesting thing about this story is that this is a story that the normies are following. Oh, yeah. This one, it doesn't need to be covered yeah. in great depth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all, all the words are problematic <laughs> by mainstream media mm-hmm. because it's so salacious that ha- it has gotten no, to ever- people.
1: No. And by the way, all the, the videos friends... that are provided like through the Daily Call or wherever. Yeah. The pixelation does not still does not leave not much enough. to the imagination. So I'm warning you right now. You yeah, will not All the be friends who are un-see. not into
0: politics are yeah. texting you saying, Oh my gosh, did you yeah. see this story? Yeah. yeah.
1: So it's something else. I, and he has a picture with Biden, which is classic. Oh, he was
0: in a Biden campaign app. Yes. Oh. It's all perfect. It's all perfect. Oh, it's good times. Just sort of speaking about the yes. the, the culture. That has produced this kind of thing that that someone feels like they can do this as a as a staffer. And by the way, his very public social media was full of all sorts of other innuendo and gross comments about other elected officials. Yeah, yeah. it was not good. Well, he
1: also made a comment about German food, I think. Was that him? Oh, really? Was that and. And it's unfortunate because I like cooking German food and, and the food that he references, I've done this and I'm not even going to get into the details and I just feel like I can't make it now.
0: Now, now it's out no. for you. I want to play a little clip of George Santos who was on a oh. Oh. a podcast uh-huh. and he just answers the interviewer in such a wonderful way that gives just context to the yeah current political situation we're living in and the incentives thereof. Here, here he is asked about, how can we get you to go away is what she asks. What could we do to get you to go away?
1: Stop inviting me to your gigs. Mm.
0: So no Dancing with the Stars? No. No RuPaul's Drag Race? I
1: have not that invite yet. I'd love to go read a b***h.
0: The lesson is to stop inviting you places.
1: But you can't because people want the content.
0: Because people want the content. His cameos are $600 a piece.
1: Sad but true. What did I, look, I, 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 I still missed the bleep. I didn't know what it was. I don't bleep. know what the bleep uh, was. Wow. At.
0: I, want to, I want to bemoan oh. this garbage culture. And also, I kind of respect his hustle a little oh bit. I God. mean, this guy got elected to Congress. Well, he's making
1: more than he's ever made. And now he's yeah, making. Maybe he can finally pay off all those. I
0: mean, he's wearing a nice that velvet that. suit oh, in sure. this. Uh, now he can just this... be him.
1: Yeah, it's, it's like carnival year round.
0: This is where we are, people. Anyway, yeah. apologies for the this, content. That's how you
1: can tell this is the week before Christmas. We're just like, oh my this gosh. is it. We're just, okay.
0: Yeah, I mean, people are lucky we're working instead you know, of just at a party. You know,
1: hands. Yeah, that's true. Okay.
0: All right. Do we want to do uh, a, little, a little bit of anti-Semitism news?
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: It's still it's in always, the news. Yeah. It's always breaking. There's always something new breaking. There was a, a sort of a takeover of... Uh, Penn Station's Moynihan Train Hall in Midtown Manhattan Monday. By the way, i just register my annoyance, not just with the gingerbread thing, but with this, because they just made Penn Station nice.
1: Yes, they have. Can we? really, there's like a food hall.
0: Let's not mess it up. Yeah. All right. A pro-Palestinian demonstration gathered inside Penn Station's Moynihan Train Hall. Monday evening, the group came from the Port Authority bus terminal and earlier marched down 42nd Street from Grand Central Terminal where the MTA earlier warned commuters about travel restrictions. I, I wonder if they use the First Amendment activities First Amendment euphemism, activities. which yeah, is what they right. use when these people block everything. Uh, police could be seen barricading and blocking entrances to Penn Station around 5 p.m., including a New Jersey transit entrance on 7th Avenue, but the group appeared able to enter the building on 33rd Street. You know, because it's important that you mess up everyone's commute. And yeah,
1: let's endear ourselves to you by yell at folks making you in like, the street. And miss your train
0: and then i believe elsewhere some of the families i'm not sure if this was outside penn station or outside another venue some of the families were speaking families of hostages were speaking including the mother of the woman who's everyone's seen on video bloodied and being put in the back of a hamas truck who is still being held in gaza she was exiting a building and was yelled at by protesters shame on her shame on her they yell and then Elie Wiesel's son yes, was also Alicia was Wiesel was was yelled at for having an Israeli flag with him. I believe that was inside Penn Station. Yes,
1: yes, it was. There's video and I we're mean, doing
0: great, guys, in 2023.
1: I mean, does it get to the point where I mean, I'm sure a lot of these people probably don't really believe in the Holocaust or believe that the numbers are blown out of proportion, and they're probably thinking that Alicia's father probably made stuff up, you know i mean i don't I mean, know that I'm for sure. a fact but i'm sure but you just have this awful by
0: theme. the way and it, this is a constant refrain or constant characteristic of these of these gatherings mm. not just like the yelling and the hatefulness and and you know inconveniencing everyone who's just trying to get to their jobs mm. <laughs> which keeps happening but they're masked oh yeah because they, they want to protest but they don't want you to record them protesting here's here's the guy yelling at ellie Wazell.
1: That's a flag of terror. I'm standing here peacefully. We're coming to a Palestinian protest. i to show my face. Why are you here? are coming yours? to a Palestinian protest. Why are you? Why don't you, you, you take off your of flag? That's here. Why don't you take off, off your flag? You're coming here. Yeah, take off your mask. You're coming to you don't protest. protest. Right, touch right, right my hands. Don't touch me, bro. Don't hey, touch me, buddy. Take off your mask. Don't touch me, buddy. Don't
0: touch me, buddy. Let's see who you are. Don't touch me, buddy. see who you are. You're coming to a Palestinian protest. Doesn't look great out there
1: why i know he but he wants to say why are you why are you a coward why don't you take your mask off he doesn't alicia does not have a mask
0: on no uh things don't seem great
1: no No. and uh uh and and you you mentioned uh another
0: oh speaking of cameos yeah we have a cameo uh during all of this uh during part of this protest from alec baldwin somewhat famous for his temper yeah he's a big guy let's play this play this video
1: Guys you you
2: you you no, and children? You already got your you a big question that, right? Oh, I asked you a question. I'm, I'm is Square, that your is answer? Is that your answer? You ask stupid questions. Do you condemn Israel? You can condemn Israel? Big man! Big man! You condemn Israel?
1: I, okay, so uh, the listeners like- don't know, I had not seen that video until now, so we're watching that, and I'm, in, I'm, just, I'm just intrigued by the video now.
0: Well, and again, yeah. uh, it does sometimes feel like uh, the people who think we're living in a simulation might be correct. Like when Alec Baldwin is at yeah. the gathering when you can't write the Senate staffers identity based plea for forgiveness or not. It's not a plea for forgiveness. It's just like I didn't do anything yeah, wrong right. any better than this. Like who's writing all of this?
1: No. And, and, and again, in this situation with these protesters, it's just asking like, where's your where's the where's your ribbon? You know, you got to show it. Show your ribbon. Yeah. I mean, the same thing happened with, I mean, this is everywhere. So Dan Sullivan, who was the senator, the Republican senator from Alaska, he had written an op-ed in the Wall Street Journal where he went to visit his alma mater, Harvard, and he went to Widener Library. Oh, to so the library, yes. Yeah, and there were two protesters there. and They start off as a very civil conversation, and they were obviously on the other side. They had lost some family during the bombings in the war. And then they asked him- You know, well, do you condemn the genocide? And then, of course, he said no. And then they whipped out their phones, because that's what you do now. And they put it in his face and say that again? How come? How come you don't condemn their genocide? And all of a sudden, you know, you cannot talk to these people. And then also, it's happening in a library. They're not protesting outside. They're they're intentionally wanting to disrupt. This is what they do.
0: Well, and this, that's part of the the problem on the college campuses, right, is because you don't, if you don't nip this in the bud, and by that I do not mean the speech, I mean the conduct, the occupying of buildings, the disrupting of other people's speech, you do get to the point where these folks basically own the lo- the library. Mm-hmm. This is a public space meant for studying, yeah. mm-hmm. but it will now be a public space meant for protests yeah. and Sturm and Drang and you yeah. will you will answer to them. Yeah. And it just undercuts anything you're paying for at this
1: university. No, no, of course yeah. And they're paying a lot.
0: A lot. So much. And these
1: are like supposed to be the almost almost the top University in the country, I believe it's I think Yale, I think is number one, or MIT. I get confused. They always trade places, but Harvard's up there.
0: An interesting ad I wanted to play on this subject from Andrew Gutman, who's running in. Oh yeah. Oh wait, hold on. Who is running in Florida for Congress, uh, and he makes a, an interesting plea to change coalitions to the Jewish voters.
1: I grew up hearing my grandparents and parents saying never again. But it's happening again.
2: Stories of women sexually assaulted and brutally killed.
1: The bodies of forty babies and young children, some even beheaded. We're, here.
0: We're shooting people. We're shooting kids and the people that have.
1: The same woke radicals teaching our kids to hate America rejoice with Hamas.
2: My leadership and voice will not be diminished. We cannot allow our taxpayer dollars to go toward the oppression of the Palestinian people. This isn't FDR's Democratic Party anymore. It's
1: time to make the switch, to take a stand for America for israel before it's too late i'm andrew gutman proudly jewish running for congress and i approve this message vote republican it's very A very
0: direct appeal
1: yeah and you know again uh, after october 7 i mean this may actually you know happen You know, and and good for him.
0: Well, in a place like Florida, where you have a high concentration, yeah, Florida is like the third, uh, particularly probably older Jewish voters, uh, yes, older
1: Jewish, and it's the third largest uh, population of of Jewish Americans uh, in the United States, and it has always been among conservative conservatives and conservative Jews a point of frustration of why are there so many Jewish Democrats versus Republicans, and including supporting presidents like Obama, who is not a friend to Israel, and so something like October 7 happens, it's kind of a wake-up call and, and it's sort of a decide, well, where are the people in this country? Where are our elected leaders? Where do they stand? It's going to be interesting what his opponent, I assume Lois Frankel, is running for re-election. So, you know, what is she going to do? And try to, is she going to try to out-Israel him or go in the other direction? So, I mean, you, the best thing you could do is just stand for what you believe, but I, I don't know what she's going to do. And already in sort of, if you look at in the larger scheme, Again, we've talked about this in previous episodes for Biden and the Democrats. It's a real bind because unlike Republicans who are generally the vast majority I would say are very pro-Israel, in among the Democrats there's a real split. Right. And if Biden goes too far to in support of Israel, then, you know, the other side is going to be very upset. And they're already upset. And they think they're covering for him, By Particularly
0: the way. He, young voters. Oh, young voters who were not who, enthused about him from no, the
1: beginning. Because he's old. And now here's a guy who if, if, if a lot of these young voters, 18 to 24 year olds in these polls reveal they're, they're not, you know, a good number of them don't believe the Holocaust or they believe it's Israel's fault, October 7th, and that Palestine should, you know, be its own country and not Israel. Right. Then that's a serious problem. Well, and they, again, like I said, they, they already believe, a lot of them already do believe that Biden, you know, is covering for Israel and its quote unquote genocide. But again, if he moves to the too far, you know, to their side then, of course, Jewish Democrats are going to be turned off as well, well.
0: And we keep seeing, and we'll move into a little bit of 2024 horse race, we keep seeing in these matchups with Biden and Trump some weird coalition switching yeah. where non-white voters keep falling off of Biden and toward Trump.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Here's one for you. Yeah, this is the right. New York Times-Siena. This is from their write-up on the most recent polls. As recently as this summer, a poll with Trump leading among young voters would have been eye-popping. Now it's increasingly familiar. And our new New York Times Siena survey is no exception. For this first time, Trump leads Biden among young voters in our poll, 49-43. That is not a small margin among young voters where he, let's be clear, just so, for those who don't mm-hmm. follow this stuff super closely, he should be trouncing yeah. Trump with young voters. Not Not a small margin. It should be a giant margin.
1: The media, remember, has now for years been beating themselves over giving free media to Donald Trump. So- The lesson for them was we're going to show less of Trump and then which would also mean then more technically more of Biden. They clearly don't like seeing more of Biden and less of Trump uh, makes them forget all the
0: crazy things that Trump says. And maybe that's what we're looking at. Well, are you ready for this little factoid? The young Biden 20 voters with anti-Israel views are the likeliest to report switching to Mr. Trump. Yeah. Just just for a moment, everyone, as you know, Trump reacts Almost solely to either the fact that people like him or don't like him. Mm-hmm. So let's say our young voters who believe Israel shouldn't exist uh-huh. <laughs> move in in a block of any kind yeah. toward Trump. Mm-hmm. What kind of things will we start hearing from Trump in yeah. appreciation? Yeah, to this because block you know what? Voters?
1: They support me. So,
0: so you got going to say anything bad. Exactly. That's how it always works. He, he,
1: I think Trump's strategy really is to to play the strong man. Yeah. He's always been drawn to that like sort of America's Erdogan, if you will. And, and oh, you know, and he. I think that's really going to be the it, it might not be the ostensibly sort of the explicit pitch that I, you know, I will be the strong man you want. But I think a lot of people are like, this is too crazy and we need this. Although that does come with some perils. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if the independents feel that way, by the way. And again, I just keep on thinking it's just because we haven't been paying a lot of attention to all his truths on social media. Well, on media. speaking of that, yeah. just
0: to give you some an update on where he is, oh. he said this out loud at a speech as well, and people thought, well, maybe it was just a, you know, a bad word choice, but he's put it on Truth as well, and it's this: illegal immigration is poisoning the blood of our nation. <laughs> They're coming from prisons, from mental institutions, from all over the world, without borders and fair elections. You don't have a country. Make America great again. The poisoning, the blood of our nation, is something that raised some red flags with folks. Understandably, uh, he meant to say it. He's and either he meant to say it or he's doubling down on it because it ticked everybody off, which is probably what's happening here. Either way, not good. The um, perhaps These two choices are so bad.
1: Perhaps, perhaps, perhaps it was a, a truth that was written by his speechwriter, Nick Fuentes. We don't know. <laughs> I will give Stephen Colbert this, which is talking about how a lot of Americans feel like this is the worst possible of choices. Yes. He said, well, if you think that, you clearly haven't had to choose between toilet stalls and Port Authority. So it's pretty funny. But short of that, yeah, this is a tough one for a lot of Americans. I, I don't know if, 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 if you were supposed, if you're going to make the case for Trump, you would say actions, not words. Pay attention mm. to what he does, not what right. he says, because if you every little thing he says is insane. But please look back on four years of economic stability and peace, and well, and people and,
0: do look at that, which yeah, is why you so, see these numbers looking yeah. this way. And then right? the
1: flip side, of course, is if you're making the case, if you are Biden's, you know, spinner, campaign manager would be, you know, he's the only it's the only reason why he's in the race is to stop Trump, apparently. But also, it's it's inflation rate. Yes. They try not to not mention the word rate is down. Abortion. And Trump.
0: By the way, there was a big contretemps on Twitter this week over grocery prices because there's a concerted effort by journalists who are left-leaning, if I repeat myself, to say that people are sort of overreacting to inflation. Mm -hmm. Wages are outpacing inflation at this point, and so stop complaining. And they sort of go truther on anyone who mentions that their grocery store bill is higher, which ended up causing... like. 3-day political twitter back and forth about Megan McCardle, the libertarian columnist at the Washington Post. Yeah. chicken soup she was making. She was making chicken soup, guys, and she said I went to the Giant in Washington, I bought the ingredients for chicken soup from uh-huh. scratch and I paid 50 bucks. And the people on Twitter said, how dare you? Where is your receipt? I got the Campbell's
1: can right here.
0: This is nonsense. She's like, no, no, no. I'm making it from scratch. I needed ingredients. Yeah. I'm making a lot of it. Like, you you know, she's like explaining to them. (laughs) First of all, it was clear that a lot of these people have never made a dish from scratch. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. Um,
0: None of these ingredients are exotic. Mm -hmm. Nothing weird is happening here. It's just a person saying, Mm -hmm. hey, guys, this is real. People are experiencing this in a real way, and they're like, "No,
1: no, you shopped in the fancy aisle."
0: Yeah, sp- that's what they were saying. You, you at went giant.
1: You, you went to buy Progresso. No, I don't know. So, uh, no, wait, but you was... do got to get you got to get a whole chicken. You know, if you want to cook yeah. the chicken, and in the and, and, and this and, is like and or... in the carcass, you can make an amazing stock, which I do.
0: But this yeah. is like two or three days yeah, of it's... tripling and quadrupling down yeah. on the idea that these price points are not hurting people, right. and that this person is some sort of yeah. spoiled. Yeah. Person by pointing out that this could be painful. Yeah, it's crazy. It's it, it, it's it, not it, a good it, strategy. I'll tell you that. It,
1: much. It, it is crazy. It's about
0: as good a strategy as the truths.
1: Yeah, and by the way, so I mean, now I mean, and 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 as you point out with the New York Times Siena poll, you know, Trump continues to lead. This is what pushes him. This is what's driving him forward. Uh, you compare it with other Republican candidates and how they fare with Biden. Nikki Haley does better, right. right? Although getting out of that Republican primary, I think a lot of there are a lot of people out there. Some of our listeners who uh, consider her to be a neocon squish. Yeah. So they're not gonna vote for her. DeSantis does not do well against Biden now for some reason.
0: Well it depends they're... on where they're polling, but yes, you it's know? not as not certainly not right. as well as mm-hmm. Haley does. Right. There is some, by the way, I should add, some interesting signs for Haley in New Hampshire and polling where she's yes. popped up to almost thirty percent. Right. In one of those polls, which is yeah, being over twenty has been a rarity. Against Trump because oh, he's got so much of, anybody the, who was. of the corner market yeah. or the mar- market, the market corner. cornered. I got it. That's
1: something I would have said.
0: <laughs> at any rate, it's been a rarity. It's happening in New Hampshire at the right time yeah. for Haley. One, Chris Christie, who is strong in New Hampshire, has about 10%. It seems to me if he decided to oh, drop out and a substantial amount go. of those went to Haley, which that would probably would be, be a better fit than mm-hmm. DeSantis for those voters. That would be an interesting moment. But do we think to say that that Christie is interested in consolidation to have the best chance to well? If knock he wants Trump? to,
1: if, if he's thinking about what's best, because he knows realistically he cannot be the Republican nominee as mm-hmm. much as some people do actually, and I know Democrats who say, "Wow, if he was running, I'd vote for him," you know. Okay, but right. that's not going to happen. I don't know if he will. He has to really stop and think think about this. So that'll help if that happens. And Governor Sununu, as you know, who already endorsed Nikki Haley. I think he's actually personally driving every New Hampshire voter yes. to the polls because there's just, just a couple of towns in New Hampshire, right? It's, it's just a very couple
0: of small. Yes. Right. Manchester. The first time I ever went to New Hampshire as a North Carolina person, I was like, wow, it's 20 minutes to everything. This is amazing i am just go catch another well, there's a whole world. There's a whole world up
1: north, okay? So I know people are going to go, this is the way people used to belittle New Jersey's being tiny, but I'm f- coming from New Jersey. I'm like, are you kidding? Well, it's it almost three hours from small. top to bottom. It's, it's top to bottom. You can go from Cape May all the way up to, you know, Summit in, and, in Morristown. It'll take you at least two hours.
0: North Carolina is a medium-sized state at best, and it oh, is if you seven go, hours from side insane. to side.
1: That's insane. I, that's <laughs> incomprehensible. That's incomprehensible. What is it? And this? then like, it's what? like you might as at well at least be, two and a half. Yeah, well, you might as well be way. Texas. You might as well be Texas. But no, with New Hampshire I've been to I think Portsmouth, Manchester by the sea. But that's all on the water. So okay, fine. By the I way, you
0: it. like my directional like from side to side. Side to uh, side, I east know east what to west. I know is is what, what I meant. you're
1: talking about, side to side. Anyway. I, uh, my apologies
0: way, to anyone in the northern tip of uh, We're just teasing. New
1: just teasing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But but Joe's but just the tip of New Hampshire. Okay. I do, uh, I, I had a trivia question for okay. you about oh, the no. previous topic. Okay. On Andrew Gutman. You ready for this? Yeah. Lois Franklin, who's currently the Democrat. Mm-hmm. What Republican candidate did she defeat in 2022?
0: Diaz Blart or something. No,
1: you're going to believe this one. Laura Loomer.
0: No, oh, I thought you meant somebody who was an incumbent. <laughs> no, no,
1: no, no. She was. She's been there forever. So Lois okay. Franklin's been there. She was the incumbent. Laura Loomer.
0: Okay. okay. Let's look up Diaz Ballard and see if I even had the right. Yeah,
1: was I, I think it was either 2020 or 2022 that boomerang. ran. Anyway.
0: Well, congrats to Frankel in that yeah. case. <laughs> Diaz Ballard is from Florida and is still a congressman. So apologies for that. Okay. Well,
1: you know, Florida, it's all kind of the same too. You know, they're all like, what? Well, there's like. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we have a little international
0: Kidding. news that could be made better, much like the immigration situation feels like the administration has just taken a pass on large international problems. They don't need it. Like That's the, why they do not need. The giant crowd uh-huh. at the southern border, which in Eagles Pass, incidentally, this, this week seemed to be it's insanely large. Well, this is further ashore, but a big deal. You guys remember, actually, The Washington Post smartly starts with this. The Ever Given, which was that giant cargo ship that got stuck in the Suez Canal. Oh, yes. Uh, blocking an estimated yes. 10 billion of cargo every day. Yes, of course. This was like a huge deal at the time. Almost 3 years later, they say there's another crisis hitting shipping not so far from where the Ever Given got stuck. On Monday, oil giant BP announced it had paused all shipments through the Red Sea after attacks by the Houthi is that how you pronounce Houthi, it? Yeah, yeah. Houthi? Mm-hmm. Militant group targeting vessels along the route, which leads to and from the Suez Canal. While it has not done yet done so, the disruption being caused by the Houthi attacks has the worrying potential to cause the type of damage that the Suez Canal blockage threatened. In an editorial published Sunday, the Wall Street Journal suggested it was worse, calling it the most significant threat to global shipping in decades. These attacks have yep. been ongoing right. for since October 7th, right? Mm-hmm. And possibly before mm-hmm. that. I was not keeping track before that. Let me full disclosure. But I think they've ramped up oh, sure. yeah, significantly. Absolutely. What are we doing about it?
1: Well, this is an example of failed deterrence. Yeah, we're We are doing stuff, right? Mm-hmm. The United States Navy... The United States military is is fully engaged in certainly protecting its vessels, but it is by and large an example of failed deterrence. Yeah, because rather than send a message and react decisively, and apparently that might happen, and in fact by the time you're listening to this, it very well might be the case that we have now gone after the ammunition sites, the the, the weapon sites throughout the occupied parts the of Yemen. yeah, they are Yemen, yeah. Yeah, they're the, they're right. the rebels, and they're being supplied by Iran. It is one of their stronger proxies, perhaps even more so than Hezbollah. If we do that, that would be a start. But clearly, America's enemies know that we have no idea what we're doing. And also, this goes back to the cut and run following Afghanistan, as we all know, right. that it served as an encouragement for Putin to invade Ukraine. China is certainly watching what we do now vis-a-vis Taiwan. And again, this is what this this is what happens and trying to not acknowledge that things have escalated because they're worried about things escalating does not actually help.
0: Yeah, so that's the problem, right? And that's that's a press problem too yeah. because I had to search pretty like the Washington Post is covering this, but this is not a a, a blanket coverage situation. Right. We're not seeing a lot on this and I I've been keeping count vaguely of these reports that yeah. That U.S. assets are being attacked. One oh, sure. one just recently, uh, the other day, Iraq. by yeah. Navy destroyer Kearney, yep. a barrage of 14 corny. attack drones, according to CENTCOM. Yeah. says, in the early morning hours local time, Kearney successfully engaged 14 unmanned aerial systems launched as a drone wave from the Houthi-controlled areas of Yemen. The drones were assessed to be one-way attack drones and were shot down with no damage to the ships in the area or reported injuries. Regional Red Sea partners were alerted to the threat. I mean, it's pretty brazen stuff.
1: So the U.S., in fact, is now engaged in a coordinated effort to protect the vessels because the Houthis have been launching these attacks with drones and whatnot sort of indiscriminately now. I mean, they really were trying to go after, obviously, Israel, but now they're just randomly, you know, firing on any number of cargo ships that happen to be, you know, from the Bahamas or wherever wherever they're registered. The problem is our strategy up until now is just trying to knock them down from hitting us and not actually Mm -hmm. going to where they're being launched to send a real decisive message about this is what we do. You don't mess with us. You know, you hit one of us, we'll hit 10 of you, you know, and and the whole thing not happening yet. Now, this may change by the time you're listening to this. Well, and
0: this this to me is the, the sort of Achilles heel of all of the Biden administration policy is this like obsequiousness to yeah. Iran, right. which requires they sort of like not yeah. really engage people who are buddies with right. Iran, yeah. right?
1: You're never <laughs> going... Because we never
0: want to admit no. that like Iran might be a problem.
1: The fixation that dates back for many years now over restarting the JCPOA, the the, the nuclear deal with Iran, and the nuclear deal itself that was forged by Barack Obama and and his, his right-hand man, Ben Rhodes, it was a terrible mistake. And it's a terrible mistake to try to restart it and at what cost. And we're already allowing them to get billions of dollars in aid, as they say, because, you know, to help to help with food and things, because, right. you know, as if that's not somehow indirectly and fungibly being used to help, you know, Hamas. So that's the problem. And we're trying to seek all these other alternatives to this kind of confrontation. And one of them is like, for example, the Maersk line, it might not even be Maersk, which is a huge shipping line, but a number of these shipping lines and cargo ships, rather than go through the Red Sea, they're going to go all the way around the the Horn of Africa, like like Vasco da Gama.
0: That'll be great for prices.
1: Yeah, you know, yeah. and it gets things get there weeks or months later. So that's one option. We have to go the olden days route, or 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 you can go through the spice route, like in the Middle Ages. This,
0: this is something. Got to beware of bandits, though. There's always roadside bandits. We joke, yeah. we joke, but this is something that modern Americans take for granted that yeah. the U.S. Navy keeps shipping lines open. Yeah. For the world, for the world, and if that's not happening, things are going to mm-hmm. fall apart fairly quickly.
1: You think about this. You think about the old, in the, in the old Dutch East Indies, right where Indonesia is. Got to go traverse through there as well, where China is now. Right. Uh, these are all these very valuable and vital shipping lanes.
0: <sighs> Great work. I'm sure we're going.
1: to. Be... I don't know why his Biden's approval numbers are so low. I
0: It's a strange, strange, strange thing. thing. Okay. Um. All right. I have to ask you to Catholic explain. Yeah. For me today, all right. Because I'll just, I'll just read you the ABC News headline, which I'm informed is maybe misinformation. Yeah, the I've been I've been misinformationed, guys, by ABC News, which says Pope says priests can bless same-sex unions. No, that seems unlikely to me. That seems unlikely to me. So I, I did look a little further, but mm-hmm. I thought I would ask you, because as you might know more about this than a, I
1: do. Yes. Well, as you know- as a, uh, as a
0: genuine knight of Columbus.
1: Oh, please don't put me on the spot like that. Yes, I <laughs> look, am. Look, you know
0: so much more than I do, so you're going to look good no matter what. Let,
1: let me just say this, Mary Catherine. I am, I am what you also call a cradle Catholic and- Converts, converts know so much more because they are educated not through uh, Sunday school or through CCD classes, as we used to say, or we, sl- we still say, or, or in, in grade school where it's just another class, but you're, a, you know, a fourth grader. So it's sort of like, you know, okay, you nod along. Converts, as adults, they really are able to embrace. And if you have a good person helping with your, what they call an RCIA process, right. you really understand you're theologically lot, more. Right. It's much more sound. I once got in trouble on the sub-beacon, and in fact, Jonathan nodded along when I was talking about the Immaculate Conception, and but referencing it to uh, Jesus's birth being immaculate, and of course, it was uh, Mary's birth. Yes. Just got a little ahead of myself. Okay. <laughs> about this blessing. Pope Francis, he likes, to, he, he likes to fancy himself as being very compassionate, mm-hmm. and he's constantly thinking about God's mercy, right? And he wants to extend that mercy to those of us who may have these issues like being gay right and so he wants to without what he weirdly calls the exhaustive moral analysis i'm not sure what that part is but the bottom line is this is pastoral this is not some sort of this is not the the, not a sacrament this is not the sacrament of matrimony which will always be and has always been a man and a woman just as marriage has been for thousands of years as you know mary Catherine. This is sort of an on-the-side blessing. I have no idea what a priest would say. They don't want him even to wear any particular vestments, and it's not something like they're going to do it in church in front of a, a congregation yet. And that's the concern for, I think, a lot of Catholics who are critical of this, which is... It's a slippery slope. It's yep. like if you allow civil unions does that lead to marriage does it lead to whatever.
0: One well, and, and some of the report l- the reporting definitely gives the impression that it's unions that are being blessed and that it might lean toward a sacrament. It's not sacrament. No, and in fact it, the if you read for further now. down in the in the reporting it's okay well the the couples, not the unions, so this is the people yeah, the who, might, who might be out of step with the faith in these ways will non- right. can nonetheless be blessed. Right.
1: It is part of, you know, I'm sure you've heard the phrase, you know, love, love the sinner, hate the sin. Mm-hmm. And so this is very much loving the sinner. But again, people are concerned. Catholics are concerned. It's a slippery slope to suddenly, you know, we find ourselves in the mess that the Methodist church finds itself right. in now, which is like which, way, this. And then you have a
0: schism. I was just reading. Due to so this, was I. Due to this schism, 200 churches in Georgia yeah. Have uh, left. yeah.
1: No, in Texas, not it's this. going to be like 40. It's going to be almost half the size as it once was. Wow. So like the African churches are not putting up with that. So so that's basically what's going on there. In the larger scheme, in terms of why do certain you know, Catholics think this way, it, it's very human, by the way, to want to seek validation because you want to say, please tell me what I'm doing is all right. Right. You know, and I don't say this. I say this strictly from the Catholics and, and whatever your sins may be. Or whatever, or you're, you know, whatever the the church views as not being uh, morally acceptable, and so this has been a big thing if you happen to be gay right. and not being able to practice. It's 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 what you call it's like a cross to bear. Yeah, and so I get that. I'm and this is coming from somebody who is the least perfect. Believe me, there's a lot of things I'd like the church to validate. They're never going to validate. You know, <laughs> I'm just going to say that. You yeah. know, so. It's, it, but you just have to reconcile that and and accept that, you know, and 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 you hope for God's mercy. So I need a special blessing of my own.
0: yeah, Ed Morrissey puts it at hot air. What priests can do is not bless the relationship or bless the union, mm-hmm. but offer blessings to individuals involved in, quote, and this is from yeah. the document, irregular yeah. situations, not as an yeah. approval of what the church considers right. sin. But to bring them closer to the Lord is the... They hope. That's the hope. hope. Is that's the, the, hope. the wording in this thing. But I would, I would always suggest mm-hmm. that you not go with the AP or ABC's no. reporting at first blush on anything that the Pope says yeah. <laughs> that is turned into a giant right. sort of sweeping right, right, right. new thing the Catholic Church is no, doing. No, no, no. It's if, rarely exactly that. If,
1: you're, if you were seeking authentic Catholic insight, I suggest you tune into the pillar. I mean, getting hammered. Sorry, I I forgot which (laughs) podcast I'm on. And about that, really, very briefly about the Pope. One more thing is, and I recently listened to a a Vatican insider, off the record, so that person will remain nameless. But in comparison with John Paul II, who knew that there were so many people who knew so much more than he did. And so he constantly had people for like breakfast, lunch, dinner appointments, constantly. I think there was some sort of a joke that it was like called like, it was like the Vatican Tavern. You know what I mean? Just so many people coming in. Francis is he—he's kind of a, a loner, not in the academic way that Benedict was, but in in sort of like he has a coterie of confidants, and then right. he doesn't really want to talk to anybody else. Okay, and that doesn't help him or it doesn't benefit him for his views because he comes from a very, as you know, Argentinian—not current Argentinian—right, socialist, anti-capitalist background, and also he's not really good on just war theory. See, know? a
0: little more, a little more extroversion would serve him well.
1: And by the way, you know, and
0: I saw the... Pope. Perhaps we should go yeah. hang with him.
1: No, I think we would help. We would help him. When I, You know, I was at the Vatican back in 2018, and yeah. I, I I, stayed there, and I I was at the dining hall, and I saw... I <laughs> of went course. up to get... First him. stop. Yeah, first stop, the dining hall, and in fact, I was getting myself some arugula. Nice. And I looked across, and just like, you know, six, seven feet wherever, where Jennifer is, I was like, oh... There he is. There's the really? Holy Father dressed in white with one guy who I asked who it was, and says it's just his valid, personal valid, personal assistant, and the, you know, they're like, don't go up to him, yeah. you know, because he's like, he's right, not, he's course. not on, he's not on, and I'm like, oh, a, you know, it's like the commissary, but it was very, it was very weird to see that, but uh, it is quite. Uh, also, the arugula was very peppery. <laughs> I don't know that. That was it your was, cross to bear. That was my cross. Ah. Okay. Do we want to <laughs> move on to? Uh, SNL? All right, one silly thing yeah, go for it. to, this is to great. This close this out something. with.
0: Every year, Colin Jost and Michael Che uh, swap jokes yeah, for Christmas a Great idea. for the weekend update. Michael Che is a black comedian. Colin Jost is a white comedian. Married, by the way, to Scarlett Johansson, which is one of the jo- I didn't know One of the jokes that. plays on here, yes. How um, did he pull that off? Sorry. Out kicking his coverage. But to my mind, it is one of the best things SNL does because it is designed to to be offensive, to embarrass the other guy. That's the whole plan. So we'll play a little bit of that just because I enjoyed it very much.
2: Last month, Beyonce posted a photo on Instagram of herself in a chrome Versace dress and platinum blonde hair that many people online described as too white. In fact, Beyonce looked so white that I was finally attracted to her. (laughs) That is, wow. The Adult Survivors Act, which allowed sex abuse victims to file lawsuits even after the statute of limitations expired, has resulted in several new suits. Figures, because bitches love bringing up old stuff. <laughs> with King. (laughs) MJ, the musical about the life of Michael Jackson has become one of the highest grossing shows on Broadway, and my review of the acting is the same as my opinion of MJ's trial. Michael is amazing, but the kids are not believable at all. But I don't... But I don't want to end like that. It's the holidays and I want to end on a positive, uplifting note, especially with all the turmoil in the Middle East right now. (laughs) So I want to say from the bottom of my heart, whether you're Jewish or Muslim, y'all need Jesus. (laughs)
1: Message.
2: Wow. Oh, that okay. was a great
1: message. Wow. That's a great message. If people can find you on Instagram, that's no. cool. <laughs> New York State now allows movie theaters to serve alcohol, which is how I'm finally able to enjoy my wife's little art movies.
2: <laughs> I'm kidding, honey. I love all of your movies, and if you ask me, you're an even better black widow than
0: Coretta Scott King.
1: It's great stuff.
0: It's very good. and And This is
1: what, it's, it's, you know, like, you can laugh about race and make those kind of race jokes because I feel like that's what, when we hit our apex of that, was sort of in the early to mid-aughts before everybody got so woke and crazy and you can't do anything now. And this is where comedians like, you know, Seinfeld would... They stopped going to college campuses because everyone got so sensitive. But I feel like the height of that—it's very funny. I'm watching with my son now, Rested Development, and there's a lot of jokes they tell there. Everybody gets dinged. Yeah, everybody gets right. dinged, including including religious people and Catholics. But uh, you can make all these jokes that I feel like you couldn't do that now, where at least for some of the jokes, you would they would people would be offended. And you just couldn't do that. Right. And I think that's a shame. And the other thing is, like in 2005. Kate and I, we were in Las Vegas and we went to see the, the touring production of Avenue Q, which was very popular in oh. Broadway. Yeah,
0: That was a fun one.
1: <laughs> there are things, there are stuff in that oh. show that I don't know if it works now, particularly song that's called Everybody's a Little Bit Racist. Yeah. And it, it was a hit. People were like doubled over in the aisles. And it's a shame that, you know, we've gotten to this point now. So it was there's the jokes on SNL that they were very funny.
0: So there's a hidden joke in here as well which is that Che brings on Hattie Davis, right. renowned civil rights activist. She's not a civil rights activist. Oh. And it's funny. One of <laughs> one of the jokes, which I have to believe uh, comes at the expense of a lot of the woke crowd, is people on oh, Twitter at- pretending they know who she is. They're like, Hattie Davis did not appreciate that.
1: Oh, that's great.
0: <laughs> She's just an actress playing an oh, activist. Oh, that's fantastic. So there's a little hidden joke in there. She did that
1: so well, by the she way. Very well. Uh, yeah. Would they put her in a wheelchair?
0: Also, she I was like lo- in a wheelchair. I, I also love the, I love that this plays on what I think is a more true picture of America, uh-huh. which is that, not that we relish racism and racist jokes, but that this would embarrass any of us to do this, right? To yeah. to be forced to uh, read this In things. front of
1: somebody who seems so very serious. Right,
0: and... of course. And that, to me, is like, Sort of more of a celebration of yeah. what America actually yeah. is is that we don't want to offend each other in these ways. But when they do it this way, it sort of gives it this wonderful pass, and you get well. To I love, goof I love, off. I
1: love that Michael Shea was you know throwing, making these uh, you know extra comments like in, in front of Colin, like how dare you? She, she marched with Dr. King, you know. And no. by the way, you
0: know. and I'm sure you guys might have heard of the shtick, but they they don't read these jokes until they're live yeah, on that's national the, that's TV. The key. So they don't know where what they're in for, and it's just good fun. Yeah, uh, that's that's like. A little uncancelled segment for today. And then lastly, I'm gonna put you on the spot since it's oh. Christmas break. What should have you been watching anything that we should recommend to our to our well, listeners? watching any yeah, like watching a movie watching. People are gonna, a be, movie, people watching, are gonna be hanging uh, out on the couch, you know?
1: Well, you know what? I I'm, I'm still surprised at how many people out there have not watched Arrested Development. And I'm talking about seasons one to three.
0: Oh it's that's amazing. A fun, it's a fun
1: in particular, I think he appears, begins to appear in season two, which is uh, Will Arnett who plays Job. Uh, right. his so puppet, Franklin. It's a black puppet. Yes. And he switches... I mean, it's just... I can't... I'm not going to do it justice, so I'm not going to do it. But there are some jokes in there that are just, you know... I mean, like you're crying laughing. I love He's it. that good. So I would, I would recommend that. And in terms of a Christmas movie, this keeps on coming up. Oh, what's your favorite Christmas movie? And there are a lot of wonderful right. ones. I have to tell you a very funny story, by the way. At our church, the pastor was talking about how, you know, see a Christmas movie, he said. And the younger priest... Father McShirley at the time, who is now a chaplain at a high school, Bishop O'Connell, he was there at, the, at, at that particular parish at the time. And he's in his 20s. He said, oh, well, let's watch a Christmas movie. And they go upstairs, turn on the TV, and the pastor is a very old, older man. And they're watching it, and the pastor forgets the name of the movie, but he says it's a shoot up movie, something called like Deadly Force One. And finally, somebody from the crowd said, Die Hard? He goes, oh, yes, it's Die Hard. <laughs> And, and and finally, he says, it's all this action, the profanity and everything. And he turns to the young priest and he goes, Peter, what does this have to do with Christmas? And Father Rick Shelley goes, well, it takes place on Christmas Eve. <laughs> and that's all that mattered. So that is the, obviously as you a Christmas know, movie. that is the continuing Die Hard, is it or is it not a Christmas movie? But I personally like a cute little Christmas movie called Millions by Danny, uh, what's his name, who did 28 Days Later. the, the oh, nice. Those terrifying zombie movies. And I, I'm just blanking out on his last name okay director. I'm gonna look this up but it's very cute it might not be completely theologically sound but it works for me
0: <laughs> um I would argue also what on, about the, you? on the diehard uh, oh. point that that is obviously a Christmas movie the, <laughs> the main the female leads name is Holly ah that's the insight it starts with the run DMC Christmas song like yeah, it is, which is it's a good just one. so obvious anyway why would anyone even argue this Gremlin's also a Christmas movie I mean... <laughs> that's a fun one to revisit Very lovely.
1: Lethal Weapon takes place around Christmas, but it's not really Christmas.
0: For things that I'm watching, we're finishing up The Crown. Oh, wow. You made it? You made it all the way to the last. And the new season, I got to say, all the seasons are very well done. The actors and actresses are great. And what I appreciate about it is that- She's too tall. She's very tall. Elizabeth, Elizabeth Debicki the is playing uh, Diana, but she, she's got a she, hunch or so. She's like she does, but she really nails the mannerisms and yeah. her speech. She's so good. The princes are cast well. The young princes are cast extremely well. Oh. Charles is made into at times quite a sympathetic. Yeah, character. I wonder if that's,
1: that's more, interesting. Than, more than more than I
0: would have thought. I would sympathize yeah. with him. I am sympathizing with him, but. The thing that I like about it is it's allowed to be complicated. Yeah. They don't answer all the questions for you. There is no villain. There is mm-hmm. no straight hero, and so I mean, hopefully until we get to Megan because obviously she's a villain. But
1: <laughs> could you imagine <laughs> if they do this? She'll play herself.
0: I I believe some of it is in there. We it is Netflix. Got, okay. We haven't gotten to the very end, so so, but we are really enjoying that. It's a lot of fun. I am also reading the Great Beanie Baby Bubble, which oh, is yeah. written by Zach Bissonette. I yeah. And there is a movie. Of it as well. I've watched the movie. I rarely watch a movie and then read the book, but in this case, I happen to do it backwards. The book book is great. It's just filled with crazy characters. And Zach is a very
1: he's a very interesting fella. And he did he did some book. I thought it was about college aid and financial aid way back in the day. And then when my vodka book came out, he had very very kind things to say about the
0: book. Well, then he's on our good list. Then he's on our nice list. So I'm reading that, and the the movie is available too. I believe it's like, like maybe an Apple TV.
1: I'm, I'm in the middle of, I'm trying to finish G.K. Chesterton's Orthodoxy. It's a very Catholic episode. I'm trying to G- finish G.K. Chesterton's Orthodoxy. I bought it, I don't know, 10 years ago. And I will let you know how it ends in 2027.
0: <laughs> oh, and the canceling of the American Mind, which I I've, oh, I've reviewed course. for Vic. That's a good one if you want to get all up to date on your free speech issues. And maybe a little depressed, but hey, we're working on it.
1: And that wraps up this episode of Getting Hammered. Remember, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, YouTube. You can follow me on Twitter at Victorina Mattis.
0: I'm at MK Hammer at MK Hammer Time on Instagram. You can follow the show at Getting Hammered Podcast on YouTube and Instagram. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for getting hammered responsibly. Watch out for that gingerbread man. This has been a Nebulous Media Podcast.